Episode 10, I Changed My Life Forever. Welcome to Episode 10 of The John Becker Show. We have hit double digits. I'm John, and I'm glad you're here with me today. I hope all is well in your world and that you're hitting your goals and making a positive mark on your world and the people around you. This episode is being brought to you by our sponsor, Crown Media Group. Is your brand marketing stale? Does your website need a makeover? Then head over to my friends at www.crownmediagroup.com. They do spectacular work at affordable prices, and they have the best customer service in the industry. Check them out today. If you're a regular listener to the podcast, you know that I went skydiving last weekend, and it was life-changing. I cannot wait to talk about that with you today. I can honestly say that I am a different person today than I was on Sunday morning before I jumped out of that plane. I know that might sound cliche, but it's true, and I'll tell you why, coming up in just a minute. Our quote of the week is from Zig Ziglar. Zig says that fear means one of two things, fear everything and run, or face everything and rise. The choice is yours. Now, my own tendency is to run away from things. I've always been that way, folks. I tend to shy away from conflict. I tend to be fearful and not talk to people when I'm frustrated and things like that. But I had an experience on Sunday that just blew me away. I was not expecting the radical change that I would experience both in my mental attitude and my outlook and what I believe about myself. Now that I've gone skydiving, I've looked fear squarely in the face and I conquered it. And I know that I can accomplish many other goals that I have put in front of me. Now, I want to tell you a little bit about my thought process leading up to my skydiving experience. We were scheduled to go skydiving on Saturday afternoon. And Friday night, I was laying in bed and I was full of anxiety. I was a little bit nervous. And so I was spending some time praying and just saying, God, please take this fear and this anxiety away from me. And it's happened to me a couple other times in my life, and it's an amazing experience when you just sense God's presence and you just hear his voice. And while I was praying that Friday night, I just felt God say, hey, I've got this under control. Don't worry about it. Now, I want to be clear. I did not feel like God was saying to me, you're going to be fine. Nothing will possibly go wrong. I didn't feel like he was telling me that everything was going to go the way that I thought they should go perfectly. I felt him saying was that he was reminding me that no matter what happened, whether everything went perfectly or whether there were any glitches or anything at all, no matter what happened, it was for his glory and it was part of his plan. Now, I've completed that jump and everything did go perfectly and I am so grateful for that. And I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that people know that jumping out of that airplane was not about John. It was not about how I can receive glory and accolades and congratulations from people. It was about God and about his glory and what he has accomplished in my life. The fact that I was able to accomplish this goal is not to serve my own purpose, but it's to further God's purpose. As I was getting ready for this jump, I was watching all sorts of YouTube videos, and I came across a a YouTube video about Will Smith, the actor, and the first time he went skydiving. And I was really amused because I like Will Smith. I've enjoyed some of his movies and uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and things like that. 
And he always struck me as a really calm, cool guy. But he was terrified to go skydiving. And he talked about it. And he said the following. I thought this quote was just amazing. He said that God placed the best things in life on the other side of fear. Now, I don't know if I completely agree with that statement, but I will tell you that there are many fantastic things that can occur once we get past whatever fear it is that we're experiencing. So I do agree with him that there are many things on the other side of fear that are good things once we get past them. That's what happened to me. Didn't end up jumping on Saturday afternoon. We got rained out. So we went back on Sunday morning, bright and early, eight o'clock in the morning. The sun was shining. There was not a cloud in the sky and it was glorious. And I pushed through my fear and anxiety and I jumped out of an airplane and the change that I have experienced in my own confidence and my belief in myself is just amazing. By the way, if you're interested in watching my jump on video, I will put a link to that in the show notes. I did have a photographer who jumped with me and he videotaped the entire thing. And it is exciting. It is exhilarating. And frankly, it's pretty hilarious because I did not have a helmet on. And so all the skin in my face is flying around and I look a little bit like a mutant. It's really kind of funny. So one of the questions that I've been asked a lot is why in the world do you want to go skydiving? Why are you doing this? And the answer is both simple and complex, I guess. Skydiving was more than just jumping out of an airplane for me. It was more than simply crossing an item off my bucket list. For me, skydiving was a celebration of an accomplishment, something that I did not believe was possible. I was celebrating the fact that I had lost 120 pounds. I was celebrating the fact that I had gone from weighing 360 pounds to going all the way down to 240 pounds. The weight limit for skydiving is 250. And I was celebrating the fact that I had dropped below that. And I was able to do something I never thought I would be able to do. It was not just about changing my body composition, though. It was also about changing the composition of my mind. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to say something right now that might offend a few people. And if it does, I am truly sorry. But I am speaking from my own experience and the experience that I have uh, seen in other people who struggle with the same obesity issues that I had struggled with. So I'm going to say this. Don't believe in the myth of the jolly fat man. You know, we see Santa Claus and he's this fat man who's jolly. And I'm here to tell you that in my experience, no one who is extremely obese is truly happy. There's a mental anguish that comes with obesity. And I'm sharing this from my own experience. There is something crippling about the genuine belief that you have no control over the food that goes in your mouth, that you have no willpower when it comes to what you eat on a daily basis. And I experienced that for many, many years. I've heard people say, just push yourself away from the table. You have total control. And those people, frankly, do not know what they are talking about. Because when you are addicted to food, when you are craving food as desperately as a drug addict craves drugs or an alcoholic craves alcohol, you cannot just push yourself away from the table. And I did not have willpower when it came to food. There is a debilitating pain to think about the fact that you're probably going to die young of a heart attack or of diabetes, that you're going to leave your wife and kids behind, and that there's seemingly nothing you can do about it because you lack the self-discipline to get your weight under control. 
There's severe depression. There's extreme physical discomfort, including pain. My knees used to hurt all the time. I couldn't walk up a flight of stairs without being winded. There is a lot of mental pain, as well as physical pain, that comes from being more than 150 pounds overweight. And let me be clear, I'm not where I want to be yet. This morning, I stepped on the scale and I weighed in at 235 pounds. That's the lowest I've ever been. And a lot of my friends have told me that I look great and that I can stop dieting now and stop trying to lose weight. But the reality is that I still need to lose about another 30 to 40 pounds to reach what the experts would call my ideal weight. And you know what? I agree with them. I do recognize that even though I am in better shape than I've ever been in my adult life, I still have weight to lose. I can tell and I can feel that I'm still carrying too much weight, so I'm going to keep going. But here's the thing. When I weighed 360 pounds, I did not believe in my heart that I would ever weigh under 250 pounds. I did not believe it was possible. I did not believe I could ever get there. I had given up on accomplishing big goals like skydiving because I didn't think it would ever be physically possible. Now I've lost enough weight to go skydiving, proving that I can accomplish two big things, not just the weight loss, but also the skydiving. You could say that the blinders have been lifted from my eyes. I've smashed through these limiting beliefs that have been keeping me from accomplishing my goals. And now, not only do I know that I can accomplish something big like skydiving, I know that I can accomplish the other big goals I've set for myself. Some people have asked me, so what's next on your bucket list? The reality is I want to go skydiving again. Uh, I need to jump one more time in tandem with another skydiver attached to me, and then I can go solo. And I'm looking forward to the time when I can jump out of an airplane all by myself. That's still on my bucket list. But I also want to do things like scuba diving and hang gliding and other things like that. But my biggest goal right now, the thing I want to accomplish more than anything else, is to build a public speaking business. This podcast, for example, is part of that business. I've struggled with doubt and even fear. It's pretty scary to put my voice and my thoughts out to the world on a weekly basis. There are people who have commented back and indicated things they agreed with and liked and things that they didn't like. It's kind of scary, but I'm doing it because I want to encourage other people to reach for and achieve their own goals and dreams. And I want to speak to individuals and organizations about how they can smash through their own limiting beliefs and achieve the things that they're chasing after. I've had the privilege of speaking to a variety of organizations. A couple of weeks ago, I went down to Ball State University and I got to speak at the Indiana Academy for Math, Science, and the Humanities. That was a group of high school students who are extremely intelligent and they're going to a gifted academy for high school students. It's on the campus of Ball State. I got to talk to them about how to overcome academic failure. For those of you who may not know or recall, I was kicked out of college at a very early age, and I now teach at the same university that I got kicked out of. And I get to talk to high school students about overcoming academic failure. It's one of my passions. I've gotten to speak at Manchester University and IUPUI about overcoming failure and achieving success. And this afternoon, I get to go speak at a Rotary Club in Crown Point, Indiana, which I'm very excited about. I graduated from Crown Point High School. And now I get to go back to Crown Point and see some old friends and talk to some business leaders in the community about how they can help their own people overcome failure. I'm passionate about helping people push through the things that are holding them back. 
Now, I've got to tell you, one of the coolest parts of skydiving was that four of my kids were able to do it with me, including my 18-year-old daughter, Sarah. The age limit for skydiving is 18, so she was just old enough to do it. And she absolutely loved it, and she wants to go do it again really soon. She and I have talked about going up there, just the two of us, and skydiving. But here's what I think is really neat. She has become something of a rock star among her friends and other people who have heard about her experience. People are talking to her about the fact that she's 18 years old and she went skydiving and they think it's really cool. It reminds me of a quote by Jim Rohn. Jim once said that the few who do are the envy of the many who only watch. And Sarah is experiencing that right now. So many people have told her how cool it is that she went skydiving, especially at 18 years old. Many of them sound almost envious. They wistfully say things like, oh, I could never do that. Or you're really brave. I wish I had the courage to skydive. And I've been experiencing the same thing that Sarah has. To be honest, I don't think of myself as someone who's all that brave or courageous, but there are a lot of people that I admire people who have experienced multiple successes, people who are making seven figures, and they've told me that they admire me for chasing after and accomplishing my own dreams. That's been a real eye-opener to me. It's helped me to realize that I, little old John Becker, can inspire people, inspire people that I admire to chase after their goals and dreams. I don't know if I ever truly believed that it was possible that I could be an inspiration to people, especially successful people, until now. So I want to ask you today, what are the goals that you are chasing? Can you name them? Or have you given up like I did when I had gotten so heavy that I didn't believe anymore that I could accomplish my goals and my dreams? Well, I want to tell you today that it's not too late. Your dreams don't have to die. What limiting beliefs are keeping you from experiencing your best life? If you're struggling to achieve your dreams, I would love to talk with you and encourage you. I feel like I'm finally living my best life ever, and I want the same for you. So you could reach out to me via email or text or telephone over at our website, www.johnrbecker.com, and let's set up a time to talk. That's all the time we have for this episode of The John Becker Show. Thanks for listening. It's a little bit of a shorter episode today because I want to encourage you to head on over to the link in the show notes and spend five minutes watching the video of me skydiving. Take the extra time that this podcast would ordinarily take and watch me skydive. As we bring this episode to a close, I want to remind you that we're in the last quarter of the year, but guess what? We are also in the last quarter of the decade. 2019 is coming to an end. That is the end of the decade. You'll get some people who will argue about that, but I'm a person who believes that when the year ends in nine, that's the end of the decade. So how do you want your decade to end? There's still time to claim some victories and accomplish the things that you want to get done. Finish 2019 strong and prepare to start the next decade even stronger. And I'll talk to you next week.